Our gospel reading today comes from Mark <clears throat> chapter 1, verses 21 to 28. Jesus and his disciples went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in, this, in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. We, at least I, as a ELC Lutheran pastor um, and Lutheran in general, don't talk much about Jesus's authority in scripture. Um, maybe it's because of our Lutheran roots and, and Martin Luther, you know, over 500 years ago, clearly having some issues with authority in the Catholic church for him. But I also think it's partly because often we need to be focusing in and sharing about Jesus's love and grace and healing and inclusion in all of his ministries. We tend to focus on those pieces of Jesus's life and ministry on earth because we need to be. But in reading through our gospel today and even looking at our other texts, speaking about prophets and speaking truth, um, I don't know, I just was really drawn to this idea of what if we really spend some time talking about Jesus's authority? Because it is so common throughout our scriptures, especially these New Testament readings, this gospel, these gospel readings where for whatever reason, everybody is sort of constantly amazed that Jesus has authority. And um, I don't know, I just wanna explore that a little bit more because the authority that is talked about in the gospels in our reading today is not the kind of authority that we often think about when we are um, imagining authority in our lives. We tend to think of authority figures like parents or teachers or supervisors or owners or even our institutional leaders that have authority over others and authority over major pieces of our lives. and. <clears throat> I don't think that the people in the synagogue are, you know, amazed at the authority that Jesus teaches with, the authority that Jesus cleanses the unclean spirit with, um, as being an authority over anyone, but maybe the unclean spirit. It's not like he's an authority figure, right? And so what they're talking about is his power, his confidence, his influence over the unclean spirit and all of the ways in which that comes together to be surprising for the people in the synagogue that this teacher from Nazareth 
has such authority in the way he speaks, in the words that he shares, that somehow he is authoritative. He is an authoritative source of this information. And I don't think that for us, we should be imagining Jesus as an authority figure in our lives that should be treated like our boss. Um, but I will say, as someone who has Jesus as her boss, sort of, it's he's not he's not a bad boss. He's pretty good, I will say. I mean, awesome, right? We're always saying that. Um, but I think that the amazement around Jesus, for all appearances, is because he seems like a pretty normal guy right? This teacher from Nazareth. He's got some followers, but we're right in the beginning of Mark. Like not much has happened yet. This is kind of one of the first things after Jesus's baptism there, where we start really seeing Jesus doing some real ministry and teaching. And when he's teaching, he has this confidence about him that makes people want to listen, makes people want to engage with him. And I think it's also that he has this confidence because he knows his father's heart and will and mission and hope in the world, right? Jesus knows the end of his gospel and he begins his gospel with that. He begins this good news with that. And so when he's speaking with this confidence, he's speaking with power and I, it's interesting to me because I think the people in the synagogue probably didn't know what they even were meaning when they were kind of amazed at his authority, at this power that he has in his speaking. But we know, looking back on this, that it's divine power that Jesus speaks with. The Holy Spirit tearing apart the heavens to come down upon him during his baptism, the son of god holy one of god we know where this power is coming from it's coming from within him and his own divinity and his own humanness and then he heals someone who is entrapped by unclean spirits and this guy just suddenly appears in the synagogue he comes into the synagogue when jesus is there and he immediately starts sort of talking um in a way that is not super respectful to Jesus, but also in the same time naming who Jesus is. And this man is trapped in his own brokenness in this unclean spirit that is controlling him and speaking through him. And so I keep thinking about this single healing, this single exorcism and the kind of authority that Jesus has. And personally i'm always grateful for that reminder that jesus has authority in our lives not that he is this ultimate authority figure unless that's something that speaks truthfully to you and your relationship with god and jesus but more that jesus has power and confidence and influence in our lives that guides us and heals us and sets us free from the voices that talk too much and tear us down and seek to separate us from Jesus. Um, many of you know, in October, I think it was October, I had a bit of a health scare. And Sunday morning, I'm driving to church and I have always had chronic pain. Um, I think the earliest I can remember was about 20 years ago. And so, chronic pain has always sort of been a normal part of my life. And I've tried in the past to figure out what was going on with it, but it was kind of always met with like, mm, 
maybe you can try massage, maybe you can try physical therapy and, but not really an answer for what was going on. And there was a Sunday morning in October where I was driving to church and I noticed that my usual chronic pain had now moved into my chest. And that was um, not comfortable and pretty scary. And I kept thinking, well, maybe it's anxiety. Maybe I just need to eat some food because those are some things that can often um, make my pain worse. And so while we were doing our fellowship time, I thought, well, maybe I'll call the urgent care and see if I can get in for this afternoon and maybe they can, um, can help me figure out, like, is this something I should be worried about? And so I call the urgent care here in Longview and I tell the nurse my symptoms and everything. And she goes, yeah, so um, we can't get you in until later this afternoon, but uh, we need you to go to the hospital now. Like if you don't have someone there to drive you to the ER, uh, you need to call an ambulance because even if it's not a heart related issue, it sounds like it could be, and you need to go now. Uh, <laughs> So 15 minutes before worship was supposed to begin, I was closing down my laptop and Greg was driving me to the hospital and all I could think was, ah, <laughs> because one, I'm in pain, two, I'm like trying to like frantically update our Facebook for the church and everything to let people know that like I'm okay, it's sounds pretty serious. I don't know. Um, I'm going to the ER and everyone's praying for me and worried for me and I'm praying a lot. And um, something that this healing reminds me of, especially when we start talking in next week about the way Jesus uh, sends us into the world, is that this authority that Jesus has, he shares with us as his followers, as his disciples, that in his uh, power and confidence and influence, he shares that through the Holy Spirit for us. And so for me, it was a really frustrating hospital visit where um, they ran a bunch of tests and cost me a lot of money and didn't really have any answers. Um, my primary care person didn't call me to follow up. Um, I had to push and advocate and work really hard to get an appointment. And then once I did, um, I had been doing all this research because after 20 years, I finally was done not knowing what was causing all of this, especially now that it was escalating to such a scary point. And I um, bring with me to my appointment with my primary care person, an idea that, you know, I have family members with fibromyalgia and I um, have been looking through the symptoms. And I think that this really might be what it is. And my primary care provider proceeded to tell me that she didn't believe fibromyalgia was real, that it was just a catch-all for when people have pain and they don't know what it is. And I found myself once again in tears about what I was going through and just praying a lot to Jesus to give me, to share with me some of that confidence, some of that power, some of that influence. And so instead of just crying and accepting her request to do more x-rays and cost me more money, I finally just said, you know, um, this isn't gonna work and um, I'm gonna figure out something else. And so I continue to seek out possibilities for how to um, advocate for myself in this way. 
and um, the nurse practitioner I see for other issues, um, her and I had an appointment later that week and I was talking to her about this and I was um, being truthful and honest and sharing how frustrating I was that this person, my primary care provider who is supposed to have authority doesn't even believe that this thing I think I have is real. And she said, you know, I treat people for fibromyalgia and one of your meds could be switched to a med that is approved to treat um, for fibromyalgia. We could just try it. Um, and within a week, my pain level, my everyday regular pain level had gone from a six to a three. And I noticed a lot less pain attacks and it felt like answered prayers. Um, it felt like Jesus's authority in my life, continuing to teach me about the value of my body and my heart, continuing to teach me confidence in advocating for others and also advocating for myself. And for me personally, I need that. For me personally, my fibromyalgia was like the unclean spirit that held me back and told me over and over again that it was too much work to find answers, that it was too hard and too expensive and that it wasn't worth the time or the energy. But Jesus in his words and his truths can't be ignored. And Jesus continues to tell us over and over again, love God, love your neighbor as yourself, which includes loving yourself. And so I wonder how we might experience and notice Jesus's authority in our own lives. As we look towards our annual meeting at noon today, I wonder how we might find Jesus's authority, his teaching and healing power in our congregation. I wonder how we might seek that powerful healing in our lives, in our families, as we are still isolated and separated from one another. I wonder how we might share in that Holy Spirit authority together. And maybe we are struggling to hear the teaching and guidance from Jesus in our lives. Maybe it is finally really getting to us as we move into the 12 month mark of when we first started hearing about the coronavirus. And maybe we just are struggling to find that healing and welcoming care from Jesus in us that casts out the powers that divide us and separate us and move us further from God and one another. And maybe we're just not sure whether to be amazed or nervous at Jesus's power and influence in our lives. But here's the thing, no matter where we are, Jesus's authority, his confidence, his truth, his words, his presence, his teaching, his power is always present with us. Jesus still comes to us wherever we might be in our time of worship, wherever we might be in our lives, wherever we might be in our community, no matter where we are, Jesus still walks into our lives and teaches with confidence and the kind of confidence that commands of us love and grace and hope. Jesus hears whatever voices might be in our hearts and minds or even outside of us, and Jesus still calls out to us. 
Jesus still silences the parts of ourselves that divide and separate us, that move us further away from God. Jesus still casts them out and tells us that we are worthy to be whole. Jesus goes to the cross because he believes of that worthiness in us. Because Jesus goes to the cross and dies and rises from the dead to bring the authority of a loving, grace-filled, welcoming God to the world, to you and to me. Jesus, the Son of God, Holy One of God, invites us into his teaching, into his word of love, of welcome, and of hope for something new, continuing to speak his voice over whatever voices we might have in our head or around us. Thanks be to God. Amen.